Hopin is hosted from the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe peoples, many of whom continue to live and work here today. This territory is covered by the Upper Canada Treaties and is within the land protected by the Dish with One Spoon Wampum Agreement. Today, this gathering place is home to many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples, and acknowledging reminds us that our great standard of living is directly related to the resources and friendship of Indigenous peoples. Welcome to Clopen, a podcast on open educational resources in Ontario from College Libraries Ontario. Welcome everyone to episode five of the Clopin podcast. Uh, joining me today are Joanna Blair, Shelby Tyson, and Will Shomrak, all of Centennial College. We are so happy to have you folks here today to discuss OER. I was hoping that we could start with a little bit about each one of you. Uh, Joanna, would you like to tell us a little bit about your current role and how you became interested in OER? Sure, and thanks so much for having us, Gordana. Uh, I am a liaison librarian for uh, the School of Engineering, Technology and Applied Sciences, uh, and I am also the the scholarly communications librarian. So part of my role uh, is advocating and educating for open education uh, and supporting faculty who are who are searching for or creating open educational resources. I also maintain the institutional repository uh, at Centennial and I, I try to make sure that Centennial created OERs are, are deposited in the institutional repository. Uh, and it's an interesting question about how I became interested in OER and I, I don't know that I have an answer for that. I'm sure there was a moment where I learned about open education and went, oh my goodness, that is such a good idea. I certainly remember that moment when it comes to open access publishing. So yeah, I don't think I have a good answer for that one. Those creeping moments of OER love are good too. So it, obviously it's something that you care about. And so we welcome that as well. Shelby, how about you? What's your role and how did you become interested in OER? Yeah, great questions. And thanks again for, for having us. I'm so happy to, to be able to share. So I'm the Copyright Services Librarian at Centennial. So I lead copyright education and outreach, as well as the e-reserve service. So OER isn't like a main part of my role, although it's kind of becoming that way as it takes off at the college. So, you know, I liaise with faculty and even students who are using, creating, adapting OER and, and want to learn more about the copyright or licensing side of it. So I work with a team. Half of that team is here with us today. And then there's also Paula and Mindy, who are more from the Center of Teaching and Learning world. But we all work together. So it's really nice to give my copyright expertise to, to the OER community at Centennial. And I came interested in OER. I unfortunately have a similar response to Joanna in the sense that it was like a slow burn. And I don't really have a a distinct moment, but I've been involved in affordable course material work for almost a decade. And that mm -hmm. came from even my undergraduate work when I was working at a library and then at the University of Toronto in my master's, I was working on e-reserves and affordable course readings and alternatives and, and advocating for that. So it's just always been something that's important to me and that I've been kind of good at. So I just keep going with it and it's, it's just getting better and bigger. So I'm really interested in, in OER and, and where it's headed. 
And your copyright expertise is so helpful for anyone who's working in OER. So glad to have you as part of that team. Uh, Will, how about you? Thank you, Gordana, and thanks for having us all here today. For, before I even jump in, I can agree and attest to how useful having that um, copyright expertise, having access to that, really helps us because I'm the OER Lab coordinator at Centennial. So often liaising with Shelby and Joanna about that copyright expertise. So within our department, within our OER lab, we are sort of at the forefront of the technical aspect of actually building and developing the OERs. So I'll supervise a team semester to semester of students that's involved in developing OERs in conjunction with faculty leads and then also working in conjunction with the libraries. Yeah, and where did I initially get into OERs, I guess that I can trace it back to a single moment in reading the job application for the job that I'm currently in. I was a student at Centennial College and I was looking for a co-op placement and I just sort of stumbled across this. In reading the posting and then doing a little bit of research, it was a really just appealing concept and it grabbed me. And then further, I, I interviewed for the position and learned more about it from Mindy and Paula. It's just been a whirlwind since then. That's fantastic. What a wonderful way to come into OER is just to not really know about it and then just discover it based on something like that. I, I'm glad that it caught your eye and that you've you've come into the fold. That's wonderful. I just wanted to add uh, to what Will was saying that it's it's such a great partnership. Uh, all of all of the different skills. So so Will brings some really great media technology skills to the table that really I at, as a librarian, you know, I feel like I'm sort of fumbling through with the rest of the faculty. And and it's so great to have someone dedicated to to figuring out the technology and just having that leadership available. It's it's been it's been lovely to see see that skill set grow at Centennial as well. Yeah, I'll second that, Joanna. It's been fantastic. Um, working with Will has been amazing because the copyright knowledge that I can give people gets really applied through Will and the OER Lab. So, you know, we do a training session each semester specifically about open licensing, and then Will liaises with myself and the copyright knowledge really gets put into play through the technical work, through press books and things like that. So it, it's such an amazing partnership and I'm so glad that Will is at the helm of the OER lab. And Will, is that a part of the library or is that a part of teaching and learning or how does that set up at Centennial? Yeah, at Centennial, it's a part of teaching and learning. It has been like a, a learning process for us really figuring out really where it even belongs, because we know that at some other institutions, the OER lab is a part of the library. And, you know, we, we haven't exactly figured out exactly where it belongs because it's this new thing. But right now it's it's teaching and learning and we're fortunate enough to be able to liaise with the library constantly. But yeah, so outside of the libraries currently. You know what, though, I think that's actually a good thing if because um, no matter what, you have to be connected with teaching and learning. So to have like a one foot in one area, and one foot in the other actually brings the two areas together more closely to work on all the projects that they have to work on anyway. It just seems to be a, a natural and very happy partnership between libraries and teaching and learnings at all the different institutions we speak with.
one thing I want to follow up on, though, before I lose the thread is you really intrigued me by the idea of including students in the OER lab. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Gladly. Any opportunity that we get to sort of show off our students, we take because how we've structured it is each semester we'll have two or more co-op students join us for a one semester term in the lab. Some of these students will have a more graphical design background. Some of them will be more technical in, in software engineering or something like that. And we sort of just indoctrinate them in the ways of OER and use their skills that they're developing in their programs to build these OERs that are envisioned by the faculty, but also to utilize that student perspective that we have that unique opportunity to incorporate them into the actual build. So we're currently on our third semester. So we've just had our third group of students join us, both from software engineering. We're really, really happy with the student model. We love having them involved in the projects. How do you feel about OER at your institution, or rather, how do you see your institution supporting OER? Joanna, may I ask you, do you have particular uh, champions at Centennial or specific partners in different divisions or departments? There's actually quite a bit of support for OER at Centennial. Part of it is coming directly from senior management, the academic plan, the business plan, and, and our book of commitments all mention OER as initiatives that should be pursued. So there's that kind of support. There's also, uh, as you said, certain champions on campus. So the dean and some chairs of the School of Advancement have been very, very supportive with OER projects. Many, most of the acquired classes, so so the communication class and right. the global citizenship class, they have provided course release for their instructors to develop open textbooks for their students. There's one in the piloting stage right now for the technical communication class for all of the engineering, technology, and applied sciences students. So there's been a, a lot of support from that particular school and then school of community services as well they are champions as well and they have a plan for how they are going to increase their offerings of open educational resources over the next i think three years is their plan so there are certain people on campus who are really committed to it and are facilitating uh, course releases for faculty and making sure they have time for the professional development they need and steering them into the oer lab so it's it's taking off as shelby said that is an incredible situation that you have there. That's really great to hear that not only is there support in terms of champions who want to see it used, but also from administration to support the development of OER within their faculty and within the institution in general. I, I think that's something that is split amongst institutions. Some are getting there, some are already there, but it, it seems that a lot of the institutions are moving towards that support. It's nice to see Centennial leading the way. Now, it sounds like you have a lot of support, whether it be from your peers or different departments, the senior admin, etc. Do you ever face any challenges regarding OER at Centennial? I can touch on this one to start. I think it's nice to hear Joanna kind of overview the success because 
sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you kind of forget <laughs> how like broad reaching things are and what an impact your work makes. So it's it's nice to hear that. And, and I totally agree. There is so much support and interest, but I think the biggest obstacle is capacity, really. And I think that's being looked at. It's being taken seriously, whether it's more people or more knowledge building and just, you know, kind of making open or free to student materials the norm. There just needs to be more and more hands on deck and it to be just automatically integrated into the process. So, you know, learning about open licensing and how to do credits and how to find open material as a first stop instead of a second one. So I think even our liaison librarians are starting to encourage folks to you know, look for open textbooks and library materials as opposed to maybe commercial textbooks off the bat. So I just think that capacity in the actual people who are supporting, we could always use more. And then the learning curve of actually having individual faculty members enact this in their own work. And I think one of the challenges with the, the knowledge building is that there's so many contract faculty. So they may be not having the time needed to really dig into this or it's new or they're teaching the course for the first time and it takes a lot of time and effort to flip to OER. So I would say capacity and kind of that knowledge building are the biggest obstacles, but the management and, and the support, it does start to push against those obstacles, which is nice. So it, it is encouraging. It takes time, right? All of this really does take time, whether it's time to learn about it, time to understand it, time to understand how copyright affects OER use. It seems to me that we want it to happen now and we want to have support the students now, but we still need to remember that it takes time to develop everything and, and to develop the, the abilities in-house in order to support the students. So we're all on that upward swing, I think, is probably mm -hmm. the best way to put it. With the lab, you all at Centennial seem to have a great learning system for your faculty. It, should they want to develop open tools for their students or for their courses? Will, is that the case? Does a faculty member approach you with an idea or how would somebody come to use your, your lab? Great question, Gordana. Right now, we simply just set up an application form online. We'd started more so Mindy Lee and Paula Damasio, two absolute OER champions at Centennial, started putting this out there before I was around, trying to get interest in the lab. And they found that the interest was so great that, you know, it didn't actually take that much advertising or searching on the lab side for people to want to work with us. So we find that we actually don't have the capacity to take on all of the projects from all of the faculty members who seek us out. So right now, unfortunately, we have to sort of filter through formal applications to find which projects are the best fit for our current group of students or have the greatest reach or, or whatever it is, whatever criteria. But now it's simply just an application that faculty members go through. Wow, an embarrassment of riches then that you have to turn people away. <laughs> 
That's fantastic. Exactly. I'm just fascinated by this. And I'm, I'm just wondering, what could we do at Niagara? Which is, I'm hoping, what p- other folks who listen to these podcasts are also getting from it. You know, how can we utilize our students better and their knowledge base in order to support faculty and give them a wonderful learning opportunity? It sounds so applicable to the OER ethos. want to add that Paula Damasio and Mindy Lee, I believe as well from, from our teaching and learning group, they also offer a six-week incubator course for OER where they can work with faculty weekly to get their ideas to the point where they might be able to submit it to the OER lab. So, so that's another part of, of OER that I think the partnership model with, with teaching and learning is so great that there are people with who are experts on pedagogy and and online teaching who can what faculty want to do and help them translate it into to some sort of open learning object and to have that very structured support mm-hmm. to get them through the learning curve like a 6 week course where they presumably they're expected to attend either each week or meet certain goals within that period to That's help right. them understand OER and the benefits of it, correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, And at the end, they will hopefully have a better idea of the project they want to create. It's really an amazing program that they've put together. Centennial almost sounds like the perfect OER environment right now. Just wondering what sort of advocacy have approaches have you taken in terms of encouraging faculty to consider OER for their courses. I can start on this one. Going as far back as 2019, I believe it was, Joanna and I and a few other colleagues actually ran a half-day symposium all about OER and kind of like strategic goals for pushing open forward at Centennial. And we had a pretty good turnout and we had about 10 action items for people to take away, including building policy and and things like that. So there's that kind of kickoff event a few years ago that's kind of created this OER community. And that's something that has been an ongoing advocacy effort is Paula actually maintains a list of folks for a community of practice related to OER and and even created a, a website to keep people together. And sometimes we'll blast out professional development opportunities and things like that to this community of practice. So that initial event kind of brought people who were interested, curious, even chairs together to see what OER is and get that base. So that that was a major event in my eyes anyway of kind of building that supporting community. So yeah, it, it's it's a real spread between broadcasted events and very narrow one-on-one meetings and department meetings. Like I feel like we just always have our foot in the door trying to get OER out as much as possible. I still feel like it's very grassroots. My OER work is really just introducing people to to what OER is. So yeah, I take every opportunity to do that. Now regarding the OER development program and I find it very interesting that Centennial's taken the tact of course release or supporting the faculty 
in-house in order to give them the opportunity to learn rather than incentivizing via money or other things. That's a fantastic way of building that acceptance or adoption of OER and also having it endorsed by senior administration because often grant programs they can come and go and they're they're done at a grassroots level often at a lot of institutions whereas the way centennial has approached it it makes it a part of the culture is that accurate yeah i I like painting it as as part of the culture, but it does seem to be in pockets. So uh, there are certain departments that have really made this part of their culture and have prioritized this, but it's taking some time to, I guess, cross-pollinate and get to other departments. I think you're right about how this might be more sustainable in the long term than a grant program. I, I know the academic plan does mention that they want to start a grant program in the next four years for OER, so that may still be coming. But I've seen the pressure on people who have the grants as well. I, I think the money is great, but really what people are starved for is time. So I agree. So, yeah, creating the time to make it happen is so important. Um, and the grant is almost like one more thing you have to do, one more thing you have to manage. So yeah, that's I, my- I can't agree more. I think you've hit it right on the head there that creating the environment in which people have the time Again, that comes up so often. Time to work on it, whether it's with Will's lab or in terms of copyright or with teaching and learning on the pedagogical side of things. I mean, it's the time that they need, not necessarily dollars. I guess a question for each one of you to maybe take a a turn with and give me an idea of um, how you think Ontario colleges might be able to keep the momentum going and moving forward for OER and sustaining that enthusiasm for it. Joanna, would you like to go first? One of the things I really appreciate with Ontario colleges is just access to the materials. Thinking specifically about eCampus Ontario and, you know, they had free press book accounts. Just in terms of getting your feet wet was really great. I love the H5P library that they're now maintaining. It keeps me excited. More community of practices, more more opportunities to get together, I think, I think would also be great. How we work together to keep things moving forward is imperative because working in silos doesn't work. Shelby, do you have any ideas on how we might keep the momentum going? I think one of our greatest assets right now is that we already have buy-in. I think an, an issue five years ago was convincing people that OERs were legitimate or high quality, but that's gone. People get it now for the most part that these materials are what's happening now and definitely what will keep happening in the future. So I think coming at that lens of like taking the buy-in and the understanding that we have that this is good for students, it's good for the academic conversation, it's OERs are is just how published materials are going to be in colleges and universities. And I think that's so exciting. And I think leaning on that inevitability and sustainable approach to publishing and sharing information gets people excited. So 
I think I'm going to lean towards that in the next year or two is just reiterating to people this, this is where it's going. Whereas I think a few years ago, people were, oh, I don't know. But now I think I can say with enthusiasm to people and get them on board saying this is it and you can commit to it fully, which is really nice and and I think gives people a lot more confidence to invest their time and and energy and knowledge to OER because it's lasting and you know in in terms of the copyright lens it's it's a no-brainer I mean we're seeing lots of rift in the copyright community with copyright reviews and legislation and cases and things and OER makes all of that really, really simple. So when you know you can use something and we can all share, it's just amazing. So keep the momentum looking forward and into sustainability and and that success. And again, the best way to do that is to keep sharing. I totally agree with you, Gordana, sharing and doing it across institutions. I think that's how we can kind of keep each other informed and motivated as well. Will, what about you? What do you what do you think? How do we keep this going forward? I totally agree with everything Joanna and Shelby said there. I, I think we are approaching a critical mass where it's becoming the norm. And I also agree that we're not quite there yet. They really covered a lot from, I think, the institutional perspective or the administrative and faculty perspective. I was just, uh, I was a student less than a year ago at Centennial, and I'd never heard of OERs. So I think that as they begin to sort of disseminate across different courses and different programs, after students have their their first touch with an OER, I, I mean, the benefits are, you know, undeniable, at, 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 even at the surface level, just the financial savings. And I think once more students are exposed to them, we'll start to get a little bit more bottom-up pressure from the students in addition to the current movement that's sort of coming from, you know, top-down or coming from the faculty. Yeah, so so I think introducing more students to more of these open resources as they get better acquainted with all of these benefits, it's going to continue to add to the snowball. Absolutely. And that's such an interesting difference between the United States and Canada that I, I've never been able to quite put my finger on it. But in, in the years of observing OER, the student public in interest research groups in the States really push OER forward. Like you said, like that bottoms up agenda on how it benefits them. And that didn't quite take to the same level in Canada, and I'm not sure why or why not, but it would be lovely for more students to understand how it would benefit them and to get that enthusiasm burbling from both ways, right? Like from the, um, from the students, from the faculty, from administration. We have definitely far to go still, but we've done a pretty darn good job so far. So um, I do feel like things are just going to get better in a, in, a, in a funny way. I think that's pretty much all we have time for. And I really do have to say a huge thank you to Joanna, Shelby, and Will. 
of Centennial College for taking the time today to talk to us about their OER efforts and what great work they're doing for both the faculty and the students at Centennial College. It's it's so wonderful here to hear and I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Gordana. Appreciate the thank opportunity. You. Thank you for having us. Clopin is hosted by me, Gordana Vitez, and produced and edited by Jacqueline Chambers-Page on behalf of College Libraries Ontario. Visit our website for more information. You'll find the link in the episode description. 